What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Amora Mix. Um, thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode, which was the Captain Marvel non-spoiler review. Um, once again, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, and then also follow me on Instagram at Amora Mix, A-M-O-R-I-M-I-C-S. All right, I go by Larry, and I got my boy Be Easy with me. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? So today's episode is about Batman. We're celebrating the 80th anniversary of the iconic, legendary, can't do without Batman. Um, so tell me, uh, what is Jeezy? What is your, what is it about Batman that makes him so iconic? Why did he stand the test of time? Um, I think it's more. So first of all, Batman's alter ego, Bruce Wayne, is a, a billionaire. He has money at his disposal to make these gadgets to help fight crime. Batman himself, at least for me personally, um, he's a detective. Uh, he has ninja-like qualities. And both Bruce Wayne and Batman are flawed characters, which makes makes them come across as real people. Um, you know, he has his issues. You know, he often struggles with to kill or to not kill someone. Um, and it's just, he, uh, he, no matter in what interpretation, he never really finds that right balance between being Bruce Wayne and being Batman. Yeah. So I think that's why he's been able to stand the test of time. The thing I've always appreciated about Batman and the world of Gotham is that I feel that it was always a true representation of real life. Um, a lot of times with these, uh, with some of the superhero worlds, um, we're introduced to a city that is bright, it's upbeat, and sometimes you'll think to yourself, okay, if it wasn't for the villains, do you technically really need a hero of that caliber? Uh, since the beginning, Gotham has always been dark, it's always been dreary. You've always had an imbalance in regards to crime and always been, um, there's always been um, faulty uh, police officials and government and things like that. And I think that's a true representation of what's going on in real, the real world. So the fact that you've always had a dark jury Gotham that needed the Dark Knight, that needed Batman to go up against all of these iconic villains. And I think that um, Batman villains are just second to none. And all of them have a unique personality, and they have a unique—they uh, have a unique way of pulling out different characteristics and different traits of Batman. And because of that, you never feel like uh, you're getting a stale story. You never feel like you're getting something regurgitated. Um, there's always something new with these characters, and they always, because they personally have this back and forth with Batman, you always know that whatever the storyline is. It's going to get personal, um, and it's always going to put Batman to the point where he's tested. And it's also going to test the villains as well, because because they know that Batman, he has a rule, he has a line that he's not going to cross. Um, they're put at the predicament where it's like, okay, what line do I cross now? What must I do to pull out of Batman what I want out of him? Because sometimes it's not even about, it's not even about destroying the city. It's about, okay, I need to destroy Batman. What can I do to get under his skin today? Right. Um, so, 
what are some of your favorite episodes from the cartoons? What are your favorite movies? What are some of the things, what are some of the Batman moments that always stick out to you? Um, of course, you got to add the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Yes. Um, but personally, I think Michael Keaton probably was the best interpretation of Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Not so much Batman, but Val Kilmer was a great Batman. Um, I really think just by the way that movie was so campy and over the top, it didn't, it doesn't get the credit that it deserves, but I love it. On the TV um, tip, I'll admit, I don't really watch Gotham, but I've heard it's good, but when the, when the animated series came out... The one in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't honestly say it's like one episode where I'm like... That was my favorite episode, but the movie, um, the mass. Was it Crusader? Is that the one? No, no. mass. Uh, shit. Fa- mass. Phantasm. Phantom. The one. The one where it, it turned out to be his. The lady he was dating. Mm. It was a villain. Okay. Um, that that was one of my favorites. Um, character wise. I think my favorite villain. Everybody loves the Joker as a villain, but I th- me personally, I like um, Mr. Freeze. Okay. Just because Mr. Freeze had a truly tragic story. Like he didn't set out to be a criminal, but circumstances made him a criminal. Right. And all he really wanted to do was save his wife's life. Um. And then video games. If you never played the Arkham series, like that will make you fall in love with Batman. True. Very true. Um, so he's just a, I don't know, pe- people down Batman because he doesn't have superpowers, but Batman is that guy to me. Yeah. And this is me, like me personally, like Batman is the only DC character that I can rock with. I'm, I'm, I'm a Marvel guy. Um, I will admit that. But when it comes to Batman, like I will see every Batman movie that comes out, anything related to Batman. I think that Batman and Spider-Man, those are the two characters for me where there could be 60 other renditions that's going to come out over time. I'll still watch it just because of just Batman. It's just like it never gets old for me. Um, I'm always looking forward to see who's going to be the next actor to play Batman. Um, what's going to be the who's going to be the villain? What's going to be the plot? So, yeah, Batman, it'll it'll never get old. And as iconic as the Christopher Nolan series is and and although I think no Batman movie will ever top that, I still want to see more. Um, so it was unfortunate. I thought that Ben Affleck possibly could have, you know, did have been a great Batman, but because of the because of the the angle that DC is going, and although I don't like DC, I actually feel bad for DC fans when it comes to the movies. I feel that the fans want certain things, and DC. Um, their movie um, movie department is just like nah let's do the opposite so I actually feel for y'all DC fans and I hope that you know it turns around although Aquaman actually was pretty good so but I just don't understand why they continue to you know push out movies and push out people in these movies that the fans don't want Man of Steel was a great movie and um, DC fans have been waiting for Man of Steel 2 to come out forever and I just don't understand why they never got that true sequel 
and I don't count Batman versus Superman because that wasn't really. They said that that wasn't a sequel, and, but hey, um, eighty years for Batman, and there's going to be another eighty years, and it's. I feel. I still think it's going to be an extremely large fan base for the Dark Knight. Um, me personally, I love Gotham. I'm actually kind of sad that it's going off. I love the way that they really develop all the characters. You really get a backstory to all of the villains. The chemistry between the villains is just, it's its awesome. Um, perfectly casted, I believe, too. Um, I was just watching the last episode of Gotham last week, and it's, it's, it's really great. Um, but my I think my favorite Batman villain, um, I think this is the Gemini in me, but I, I love Two-Face, Harvey Dent. That, that's my boy. I love the Joker as well, too, but it's, I've always looked forward to Two-Face. Um, any rendition, like I, um, you brought up um, Batman Favel with Val Kilmer. Um, that's actually, I enjoy that movie. Like, I don't, I know the reviews were bad, but it was something about, it was something about the freeness and how they had the characters portrayed, especially Tom, um, Tommy Lee Jones as um, Two-Face. And Jim Carrey as the Riddler was just, I still love that casting to this day. And I really enjoyed Val Kilmer, and I, but hey, I think that, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe if people go back and watch it and just like, watch it and just for an enjoyment standpoint, it was a pretty good movie, you know. Um, oh, one, one Batman movie that was actually, I really enjoyed, Under the Red Hood. I think yeah. it came out, what, 2010, 2011, yes. something like that? Yeah, that, that was one of the more recent Batman animated movies that I really enjoyed. Um, Batman is is that guy, truthfully. He is. Um, Let me pose this question to you. Um, Do you think, because Batman's super rich, well, Bruce Wayne is super rich, do you think maybe the comics, and I get that they don't want to get too political, maybe do a story where the city hates Bruce Wayne just because of how rich he is? But they adore Batman, and of course they don't know it's the same guy. But just with the the economic inequality that we have right now, I think it would be a, a touching, a touching story mm-hmm. where it also makes the readers think about, okay, just because this guy has X amount of dollars doesn't make him a bad guy, or. You know, you never know who is who, right? Kind of thing. You think that will work in the comic books or like I, an animated movie or something? I think it could work in the comic books, animated movie, and I think it could be. I could work on the big screen as well. I think that that could. Um, I think because we know that we're going to get more versions of Batman, which I'm all for. Um, I think that you can always put a little twist on the story. Um, and I think that because it has such a such a unique following, I don't think that there would be too much backlash in regards to if they choose to do that storyline. I actually think that adding that aspect to Bruce Wayne, I think it can further um, highlight and further uh, exemplify the the uh, the duality between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, it's, it's just such an iconic superhero just such an iconic world gotham i mean iconic to the point where you have cities where they'll they'll have their whole sporting events um they'll have events going on you'll you'll hear a lot of times you'll hear new york they have 
Philly, sometimes they're just like, oh yeah, we're going to Gotham City. Like to the point where it's that iconic that real cities are saying, okay, yeah, Gotham City. That's major, you know? So, can I pose this question to you? What's your favorite interpretation of Gotham City as a whole? Um, Gotham, the show. Okay. Um, yeah, I just really... It really, it really captures what you... It, it does, does it capture what you think Gotham would really be like, or just if yes. you read the comics, it captures what the comics said it'd be. I think the, the the most most important thing about Gotham is that because it's kind of the prequel to Bruce Wayne becoming Batman, it focuses a lot on the GCPD, and it also focuses on the upbringing of the different villains. And when Gotham, when you have a show that's able to break down. Like kind of how like how we are. We're from Baltimore. We know our we know the city. We know the neighborhoods. We know like the type of characteristics, personalities you'll get from certain neighborhoods. Gotham was able to do that. So you can you can definitely tell um, from the show like what area of Gotham or what neighborhood this villain is from or the pe- just the people that are being saved. Like um, and I just think that they did a great job with that. Um, so like I said, I really. I'm gonna miss Gotham, but of course I'll just I'll watch the reruns. But it just it didn't it never got stale to me. Um, the, the story there were so many villains like with with the movie a two hour movie and because there's only gonna be three you know at the max three Batman movies within you know that six or seven eight years you're probably only gonna get at the most six villains within that movie time frame. Right? Like you had Gotham literally almost. I don't want to say almost. They introduced every villain that you could think of. So, it, in hindsight, it was like you were watching the comic books just come alive. Every villain, you know, they pop up in an episode. They, they, you see the, you see the introduction of them before they get their powers or before they become, you know, that villain. So it's it's amazing, and I just think that the um, the Riddler. The Riddler, the Joker, Penguin, those are the main villains oh, that you'll see throughout Gotham. But literally, they if there's a Batman villain in the comic books, they were in Gotham. They at least had their own episode, which um it's still it's it's an amazing it's an amazing testament to that show that they were able to truly introduce the world of Gotham. And it was amazing. Does Batman have the best roads gallery? In all the comic books? Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. a shadow of a doubt? Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, one, one, and from my understanding, he'll be in Birds of Prey. Um, the, the movie. That but, movie looks horrible, too. But uh, Black Mask, I always felt like he should have been in a movie with Batman because their stories are so similar. Yeah. Um, uh, what's a villain you would love to see on the big screen? That um, hasn't been seen yet. Ooh, that has not been seen yet. Oh, that's... Ooh. I'm trying to think. Because I feel like the ones that I wanted to see, they've been on the big screen. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I want you. Besides Black Mask, maybe Hugo? Like... Oh, Hugo Strange on Gotham is amazing. See, see everything is... Keep coming back to... To Gotham? Yeah. Actually, on Gotham, um, Hugo Strange, um, he's responsible for a lot of the 
you know, villains becoming villains. Like, he was very instrumental in that. So, yeah, I could definitely, you know, see Hugo. I would, I would love to see him on the big screen. So, I, yeah, that would be one for, you know, one for me. You know, he did some crazy experiments, mess up Gotham, and Bruce got to say today, put a scientific element to it. Yeah. Based in real world science. Um, I think that, uh, I think you would really appreciate uh, Mr. Freeze on, uh, on, on Gotham. Gotham too. Yeah, they definitely um, they touched a lot on um, the reason why he got into crime and it was all for his wife. This that's a that was a great story. Yeah. All right, so last last question um, in regards, you know, 80th anniversary of Batman. Um, what is what was the what's the thing that impressed you the most about Batman being able to stay relevant for all of these years? Um, I think they're just able to kind of keep them with the times, um, and they're able to update Batman and they're able to update the villains so that they just resonate with with, with every generation they're currently targeting at that time. Like, okay, the 60s was, you know, that whole psychedelic vibe or whatever. So the TV show had those, fan, you know, wild, bright colors and the plow and zap and all that. Getting to the eight, you know, the end of the 80s, early 90s, everything was gritty. Um, I also appreciate the they never really constrict Batman to a certain time frame. Right. When you think of like Gotham or characters, it's it's really like you can't pinpoint what decade it's supposed to be. Um, so I think that helps in just getting people to relate to it. Mm-hmm. You know, they might have some real futuristic technology, but still use desk phones or you know house phones stuff like that. The the buildings might be Art Deco, but the cars are. You know, modern day cars, stuff right. like that. Um, I just think that DC and the creators are just, they're able to, like I said, keep it up to date to whatever generation they're targeting. Right. But they know how to keep it rooted in 1939 when Batman was first created. Right. If that makes sense. 80 years. Yeah. So that's why I think he's been able to just stay relevant for so long. And I mean, the symbol is cool. You know, who wouldn't want to look up and see the bat symbol in the sky? Right. You know, wishful thinking. In all that darkness, which is Gotham, to look up and see that iconic light lit up Batman symbol. So, well, let me ask you this for you, What are your plans on the celebrated Batman for, eight, for his 80th birthday, so to speak? I am going to, I plan on just having the day. Where I literally watch as much Batman content as I can. Movies. Mainly I'm going to do the 90s cartoon show. I think, yeah. The, then the intro music for the Batman, the Adventures of Batman, like that, the intro music for that is just, it's up there with not even just comic book shows or things like that. I'm just talking about movies, shows in general. That 
intro music, huh. it, it's not too many things that I would put over that. But um, with that, with that being said, happy 80th anniversary, happy 80th birthday to Batman, aka Bruce Wayne, and to the city of Gotham. Oh, one final thing. Uh, Cameron Monaghan, who plays the Joker on Gotham, you, you, you did that. You did the damn thing. I thoroughly enjoyed your, I can't, I'm not going to say that your performance is better than Heath Ledger, but for me personally, it's up there. It's, it's very close. But it's unfair for me to say that as well, because Heath Ledger had to do it in one movie as to where I've seen you and seen him portray it in several episodes okay and so no it's unfair to say but i would put those one a one b just me personally i know a lot of people be like whoa but he really does the damn thing once again this is a more mix please subscribe to the channel on youtube follow me on instagram uh, once again i'm larry and i want to thank be easy for uh coming on here and talking about batman Anytime. All right. Peace.